0: Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make an announcement before you start to listen to the episode. Please do your own due diligence. I will never give you buying or selling tips on a stock. I'm more about giving you the information, I believe, that can help you make your trades on your own. Have a good day trading. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Stalking Pot Stocks. I'm Ed Shane, your host. I'm here in sunny Pacoima, California. And I bet you're all wondering where in the hell is that? Well, I'm going to tell you where it's at. It's right about eight miles north from Hollywood. That's right. I'm right by all the (laughs) kooks. I'm just joking. Well, maybe there are some kooks, but I don't want to point uh, to anybody being a kook. That's just not the right thing to do here. Well, number one, we're going to talk about uh, what kind of a stalker are you when it comes to investing in the stock market. And in part one, we're going to talk about your the long-term investor and how to determine a strategy that fits for you. Um, It's just going to be a couple simple thoughts uh, that you should be thinking about. Uh, In the end, you have to determine what it is that makes you tick and what works best for you. Number one, anything to do with long-term investing or any other kind of investing, you need to have a plan, a strategy, uh, the objective, and one of the number one Things that I believe in is allocation when it comes to investing you I come up with a number uh, the 20 80 20 allocation number and that's pretty simple where I don't believe more than 20% of your portfolio should ever go into one group and so that's this is all about protecting your money protecting your assets you must protect your assets long term you just got them uh we just got them talking about being a long-term investor well if you're going to be a long-term investor then you need to protect your assets remember that you can protect it by having some rules a strategy a plan so understand what your real objective is uh going long term and use or come up with your own uh, allocation numbers mine is, mine is 20 80 20 20 percent no more than 20 percent of your portfolio in one group and no more no less than 80 percent of that group should be midterms or longer term uh, or, or uh, midterm mid caps or large cap companies sorry about that the the reason for this is they're established They're going to have some stability. So, you want most of your money to be stable. You can make a lot of money in large caps. I know a lot of people really want the small ones and the penny stocks. And I'm fascinated by them too because uh, they can return a lot of money fast, but just the same, they can take it away. So, all right. So, you're a long term investor. That doesn't mean you just throw all your money. Into one basket, or all in at one time. You still need a strategy of an entry of finding entry points uh, when stocks are distressed. the The whole idea is that we don't always know where the market is going from this point on. I'm sorry, but even uh, some of the top people on Wall Street get it wrong most of the time. They do, and they're not, and even when they do get it right, they're not consistent that even the next time around, you don't, there's just not many uh, people who can time or know exactly what's going to happen with the market. You have to play it day by day. So, if you're going to be a long term investor, you still need a uh, strategy that averages out your cost of a stock or a group of stocks or even your money markets or whatever. So think about that. Long term doesn't mean hey throw it all in, or throw it all into this group. We still need to allocate properly. And most people don't understand why we allocate. Let me make it really clear. You allocate to protect your money when times get bad. Believe me, times times will get bad. If 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 you're widespread, if you approach with the right strategy when times get really bad your assets will be protected better than most people your long-term money will be protected better than most because too many people throw all their money in one area and then also in one stock it's it's nothing new we all know that uh, we're not supposed to put our all of our eggs in one basket but too many people do so think Allocation, 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 in my 20, 80, 20 is what I love. 20% in a group, <laughs> 80% into large and mid caps, uh, 20% into small and penny stocks. No more, no, at least get close to those numbers. And when things go bad, you'll find that your portfolio retraces less Than had you went all in on one group or uh, one company. Now, how do we do that? Everybody is always, everybody has that fear of missing out on a move. Get rid of it. Stop (laughs) worrying about that. Uh, Start with putting your money, finding the stocks that you're stalking. And keep an eye on them. And when they pull back, throw a little money at them. Not all of it. Think of it as a, you know what? It's pulled back. I'll throw a little more in it. I've got some more on the side waiting to go back into the group or into that stock. You'll you'll find it really amazing how many times a better price will be thrown in your face. And then, those are actually sometimes the hardest time to pull the trigger. Why? Because it's just human nature when things are falling so fast and they won't stop, you don't know where they're going to end. And you don't. You really don't. One of the simplest things that I always point out on my blog is that climatic sell-off. At the very least, when you're hunting, stalking a stock that you're looking for an entry point at least if it's drifting down they tend to have a climatic sell-off sometimes two or three of them wait until then if you're going to uh, make an entry point at least wait until the first one or and if the first when the first one happens all you want to do is at least wait until it test those low levels once more and then if it starts to stabi- starts to show that sign of stability then you know at least there's some investors out there willing to put their money on the line at those levels that's how you discover entry points it's always this way there's stocks will always get overdone on the upside and they will always get done overdone on the downside Always, once you understand that, then you will be able to buy and sell a lot easier. Pulling that trigger is can be so hard. Ex- selling it a stock, buying a stock can be very hard. It's always the, if I do this, w- is it going to do this? You can't look at that. If you're looking longer term, you can buy these climatic sell-offs. And your money is a lot more protected than if you try buying before they happen. You did it. You settled on a strategy, a long-term strategy. You figured out to take your time and start positioning on all these pullbacks, on all the stocks that you've been stalking, that you've been wanting to own. You finally have your portfolio fully invested. It took you nine months to a year, hypothetically, whatever. You But you have the strategy of picking your entry points and doing it on a timely fashion so that you get that dollar cost averaging that is so important when investing. You did it. Now what? What do you do now? You're fully invested. You have no more money to put to work. And the market is starting to heat up. You've built your positions and a rally is underway. Now what? Now what do you do? Well, guess what? Just because you're a long-term investor doesn't mean you just sit there and let these rallies escape without finding an exit point that's right it's not about finding the top it's not about uh, making uh, all the money that uh, ends up uh, that you could have made it's not about that guess what it's about once again capital preservation listen if you don't learn To sell some of your positions if you don't have a strategy to get out even if it's a longer-term view you're gonna end up having some problems in most cases I mean so the idea behind selling now that your portfolio is fully invested is to start weeding out your losers and building cash it's always about that and you don't have to sell all of your position once again just like you did a quarter here or a quarter there, whatever it is that got you in fully invested into a position, now you're looking for taking chunks of it out just the same way, the same way you did going up, the same way you did building your portfolio. You want to start removing it, why? Because every good long-term investor needs to start building cash when they don't have any, why? Well, it's for a couple different reasons. Protect your assets. That's one. Two, eventually there's going to be a pullback. And you're going to start losing your money back. And you're going to be forced out instead of getting out when the getting is good. And again, it's not about pulling all your money out. It's always about building your portfolio up when stocks are distressed and bringing some of that cash out when they start heating up right everything goes up and down it has legs to them always you always want to build that cash on the sidelines to protect your assets long term you said you want it long term investing that's how you have to do it if you just buy and hold It doesn't take much for things to turn south, right? Learn how to sell just like you learned how to buy. You do it on the way up. We don't know how long it's going to go or how much it's going to go. But we do know we still want to have some cash when things get bad because there will be times when things get bad. We've learned this this last cycle. I've been through so many damn cycles. That's where I've come up with these strategies. I didn't come up with these strategies willy-nilly. I mean, do, do you know how many people keep buying on the way down until their money is just so depleted and they feel so desperate that they start going all in? It's crazy how the human psyche works, but it, most people do these things. They, they do the things that sabotage our investing so learn from that maybe you're you you know maybe you have no flaws i don't know i have so many damn flaws when it comes to investing but those flaws i recognize those flaws so the whole idea behind recognizing them is to create (laughs) a rule to keep you from doing the same damn shit over and over again that's what i'm trying to do keep you from doing listen man we're always trying to build positions on the way down, do it very carefully and and we're always trying to get rid of our positions on the way up. It's really I know that sounds easy. It's not. We hate seeing stocks that we've sold continue to go up. How do you solve that? You s- you solve it a little bit by just selling some. Most people think they got to sell all of their positions. Not true, not true. <laughs> Man, these strategies have worked for me from losing a lot of money when times get bad and they always get tough, especially in a group of speculative speculative stocks like pot stocks and them penny stocks. If you hold a penny stock long, I'm sorry, but the odds of you making money on it are slim to none. It's the penny stocks. Are a vehicle and yes, you may get lucky and win the lottery, but the odds are against you. So you have to be in and you have to be in uh, early and you have to take profits along the way. I mean, for Christ, I don't want to use that. If you make 20% on your money (laughs) in one day and the next day you can't take some of that profit. I mean. Yes, you've seen in the past where these things gone up 2 and 300% or more, right? Really quick. Sure, but that's that fear of missing out. You know what, man, you got to be happy with 20% in one damn day. You can take some of that money off the table. Now, nah, you don't have to take all of it. Really important, man. It's just simple as that. Building positions when stocks are depressed, taking off positions as things heat up. That's a simple strategy, man. Harder, Hard to execute. You know, we get into the details of uh, when to sell and when to buy. We get into those details a little more. But this is just to make you aware of a strategy. Uh, e- e- maybe you know what your flaws are. Uh, maybe they're similar to mine. Maybe they're not. But you will always learn that if you can... Come up with a plan of attack and stop thinking about those things that hold you up from pulling the trigger. Sell on the way up some, buy on the way down some. Well, if you never sell on the way up, how are you going to have cash to buy on the way down? You're not. It really just comes down to those two those two uh, ideas. Build positions slowly on the way down. Sell positions slowly on the way up. It really can't get much simpler than that. Why can't I just say those those two phrases and it be done? Because it can't. Because there's more to it than that. And there's also that human freaking behavior that we just can't get over. We are prone to doing things based off of human nature. That's what I'm all about, folks. Learning your own psyche is what's important. All right. So, I mean, we've we've covered the the long term and what I think about long term. I still think you need a strategy uh, going in and a strategy going out. And I hope that you take that information and try to come up with your own plan of attack the uh, next area of trading that i that i'm is just going to be really really brief and that's day trading i'm i'm not although i i think day trading is awesome and cool uh i'm not in front of my computer screen like some of these day traders are so i don't day trade uh, i'm a contractor and i i work that 50 60 hours a week so that's why i've come up with my own trading strategy uh and that's fling trade i coined that phrase myself i believe and it's pretty much just what it sounds like a fling i'm having a fling with a stock it's not really like a long-term relationship but you know it can turn into a meaningful one i'm all about uh, spotting bottoms because bottoms are fun to See. <laughs> when you fi- when you when you're able to spot a bottom, it just means that those people that were holding the stock are no longer selling it. There's a lot of evidence out there for a stock that hits bottom. And and it doesn't mean that a new bottom can't happen, but what it usually means is that for right now People have decided that they want to support that stock at this level or they were willing to exit it. It's all in one, man. It's kind of like that, uh, cl- that climatic sell-off I tell you about all the time on my blog. When you spot a climatic sell-off, it's just a lot of these investors that had a lot of hope for that stock are finally giving up, finally giving in, And then a new breed of believers are taking that load for them. That's kind of what I look at a climatic sell-off as. It's people that's just had enough and other people willing to take their trash on for the next cycle. Now, what is that cycle going to (laughs) be? Well, guess what? We don't know. We don't know. But we do know. That those people that were hanging by a thread have fallen off. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, at least for a short-term fling. So that's why I've come up with this fling strategy. Many times when you can spot these bottoms and people have finally given up, it usually gives yourself a little bit of time, a little bit of support, so that you can position yourself in and i don't like to just jump just like in long-term investing i don't like to jump all in on a fling trade i like to buy a chunk of that ultimate uh positioning and it depends it depends on uh, how it behaves after that climatic sell-off i love just buying a portion because it's almost like saying, come on, you want to go down some more? I've got some money waiting for you if you do. Because I know sooner or later, these if I get a second climatic sell-off, and even if I'm lucky enough to get that third climatic sell-off, I'm going to be in, I might even just throw a fourth of that overall uh, idea of position that I want to take. For instance, if I'm going to, invest two thousand dollars into a stock, I might just throw five hundred bucks at it right on that first climatic sell-off. And then I might throw another five hundred at the second. And if I get lucky enough, I'm gonna throw that other thousand dollars into a third climatic sell-off. I'm cost averaging my fling trade. And then these climatic sell-offs usually end with a nice twenty or thirty percent pop. So as soon if I lucky enough to get into a third climatic sell-off, I'm going to already, if I get a 20 or 30% pop off of that, I'm gonna sell half my position right away. I'm only in it for a thousand. Right? Now I'm positioned into a support level that that thousand dollars I could I can sit on it for a while. Because the idea is to find the ultimate bottom and being able to sit patiently and wait for this thing to start building up and people to realize, other investors to realize that this thing has finally bottomed out and it's time to start seeing that drift up. And you've already taken some profit because you, you positioned yourself not getting all in at once you're taking little chunks on the way down off these climatic sell-offs that I keep talking about, man. They're so important when these stocks are going down. Climatic sell-off, climatic sell-off, climatic sell-off. You get, you get in on the first climatic sell-off, and you're wrong. But guess what? You have some money on the sidelines for that position to take advantage of the second climatic sell-off. All right. So the third climatic sell-off don't come. That's fine. Guess what? You're half invested. You don't need to invest anymore. If you're wrong about the, uh, if you're right about, uh, wrong or right, you've got some money invested. I mean, if it's still 20 or 30% off that bottom, you're still in, you're still in positive money, right? So you still have that other portion of money, that other chunk that you were willing to invest in this fling trade sitting on the sidelines just in case it's still not ripe still not ready that's the fling trade folks in a nutshell a lot easier said than done but if you approach a fling trade with just buying a chunk of it when the first sign comes being ready to jump on a second sign and a third You'll find yourself in in the position of power, and that's the whole point of a fling trade. I think that's the whole point of every every investment in a stock is being in the position of power, the psychological power because if you buy right, you're able to hang on long enough to reap the rewards, but if you buy on that emotional, I like to call it chasing, you know, when you chase something just because you're afraid of missing it out again. I know we keep talking about the same damn things, but you know what? It is really important to look at things that way from my perspective. That's what keeps me in check. I still get out of line, but you know what? All these little rules that I believe in and try to follow, uh, they keep showing me that they're good rules long term. And even a fling trade perspective is still a long-term investment. It still is. I don't know how long that fling is going to go for. All I know is I'll take out – I'd rather have some of the profit than all of the profit. And by that, I mean that's why I don't invest all the money I'm willing to invest in one stock right off the bat. It's real simple, man you got two thousand dollars to invest in one of these damn penny stocks don't buy it all at once buy it in chunks try to time that bottom and not only if you try to time that bottom you will actually by doing that you will actually learn when that bottom is definitely in and man there are times where i go i know that this is it i know for a damn fact it's it those are the times when you make the real money you know you ease in you're easing in And then you learn, when you start easing in like this, you pay attention to the stock a lot closer and you start learning its behaviors a lot better. And then you start to go, oh my gosh, this is it. This thing is really ready to move. If you keep approaching it this way, you will learn those characteristics of those stocks. If you have a group of stocks that you keep an eye on all the time, you will learn all those little nuances that other people just are not willing to learn because they just wanna catch the next thing moving. Pay attention to that group of stocks closely all the time, and you will learn when these bottoms are really in. And if you've got that money and if you approach it right, you may not get all the profit, but you'll get chunks of it. That's all you need, man. I mean, come on. You can get two, what, 2% on your money market, right? In a year, sometimes, there's only one or two rallies a year in these stocks. Sometimes there's not any. Sometimes, well, it depending on if you're, we can't get into that, a uh, short seller or not. I mean, you there's always ups and downs. So you could there's rallies on the way down as well if you're, if you're a person that likes to short. But that is very, very, very risky. So ultimately, folks, if you always think of investing as chunks at a time so that you can get a better read on something, you'll be in the power position. And that's the whole point of a fling trade. All right, so we've covered long-term strategy and fling trade. So what kind of stalker are you? You gotta figure that one out on your own. But it gives you just a little bit of perspective on how I approach things and and what I think could help you uh, in your own trading. The approach is everything, knowing uh, how to buy, how to sell, but then there's this other area that we haven't talked about, and I'm not going to talk about it on this episode. However, I will be talking about it soon, and, and that is understanding the market environment because every strategy has to do with The the strategy you want to use has to do with the environment of the market. Where is the market? What kind of environment is it? Is it easy money, Uh, hard money? Is it drifting up, down? Is the legs up, down? All these things, these things all matter in what strategy to use. And just to kind of go over the recent past, I mean, even my flink trade strategy has been it just hasn't been the right approach until recent where you can take some of these quick short profits because things have been overdone i mean it's not hard to recognize that things have been that are that things are going overboard with the selling and you can take advantage of that at the right moment and make some quick trades this this is not the environment all the time as a matter of fact It hasn't been the environment in my mind for quite some time so we're gonna we're gonna go over that in another episode the market environments and how it affects your strategy it 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 dictates the strategy you should apply there are times when you shouldn't do anything I mean because it's so uh, the, the mindset in the market is so convoluted you know people are so confused That we get caught up in, oh, is it going to, it's getting ready to move? You jump in, boom, right back down. And you don't get a chance to even take any damn profits. You don't get a chance to second guess uh, everything you're doing. You're already making quick decisions uh, that are just constantly keep getting slapped in your face as being wrong. So market environment is so important. And. You know, I always talk about how I don't like to chase stocks. Well, that's not, there's, I, as a rule, I don't chase stocks, but there is a market environment where you can. And uh, that also happened uh, back in 2018. But we'll get into the market environment a little later and what to look for. You need to recognize what that market environment is. Well, everybody, you know what? Uh, I hope, I I know that I'm not the most entertaining fellow um talking just amongst myself but i hope that you gain something out of this something to pay attention to uh, when you're investing and i think if you are willing to take the time to learn your own flaws and your positives everything that you do uh, everything that you're prone to do and you and once if they become over time, you'll learn that they are uh, detrimental to your trading. You need to make those rules for what makes you lose money. You may need to make those rules and apply them to yourself. And if you do, you'll be a better trader. Uh, once again, I'm Ed Shane, and this is Stocking Pot Stocks. Take care. Thank you.